This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see because Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies. It's Sunday, April 30th, 2023. May Day is upon us. Uh, and my guests today are, I don't know why I decided to bring that up, but yeah, it's, it's May. <laughs> uh, my guests today are Dean Edwards, Brett Raybould, and Samantha Ruddy. Hello, everybody. Hello. What up? Hey, what up? <laughs> Let's meet everyone individually and alphabetically by first name starting with co-star and co-writer of the play race the movie the play now at soho playhouse oh that's why i mentioned that it's may because it's there for the whole month of may it's brett raybould hey brett 
Hey, great to be here. Happy May Day. You know, I, I decided to work. I don't usually work when it's a May Day, but I'm here. So I'm glad to be here. <laughs> well, glad we're taping on April 30th when you, you know, and then you right. have all of May Day off. So, right. Day uh, of tomorrow. observance. Day of observance. It's very sacred <laughs> in our family. <laughs> hey, so uh, uh, more than one guest is involved with this project, but we'll let you, we'll let you go first, Brett, and just tell us a little bit about Race the Movie, the play. Hell yeah. Let's get that plug in. Uh, no, it's a, it's a great play. Uh, I co-wrote it. I co-starred it with the other man on this podcast, the one and only, the great Dean Edwards. Um, the play is a slapstick comedy spoofing all of the recent cheesy race movies. So... Picture a uh, scary movie, but for white savior films like Green Book, The Help, Hidden Figures, Django Unchained, etc. I co-wrote it with a great comedian named Christian Duran. It stars, uh, I play a character named Wyatt Savior, who is tasked with driving around a brilliant black musician named Gene Yes, played by Dean Edwards, through his concert tour in the Deep South. Uh, it won Best Script and Best Actor at the New York Theater Festival, and it starts its month-long run at the Soho Playhouse, a great off-Broadway venue, this May 3rd through May 27th. We have 14 shows in that span, so if you're in the New York area, please get them tickets, and if you DM me, I will send you a juicy promo code. Plug over. Go to racethemovietheplay.com to get tickets or Soho Playhouse's <laughs> website. All right, plug over. <laughs> all right well let's introduce all right how'd i do how'd i do he's co-producer and co-star and there's nothing much to say about race the movie the play it's dean <laughs> edwards hi dean yo what up doug yeah yeah uh brett pretty much just yo brett just turned into a rapper at every award show and, <laughs> and, and, and everything i'm like I, that's that's ball game i mean that's, yeah. I, I, i'm in the i'm in the show with him and uh and you know shout out to both brett and chris and they they did such an amazing job on uh on the script and i'm and i'm happy to uh you know to be part of it man and uh it, it's funny because uh, the the show <laughs> the show got, got nominated for multiple awards um brett and i both were up for best best actor in new york theater festival and i was initially nominated for best supporting actor and we were like y'all missed the whole point of the yeah. <laughs> i know the point of the of the of the show was that you know because we, we looking back at at films doug obviously you're a big film head and so something like pulp fiction where sam jackson got nominated for best supporting supporting actor and Travolta was nominated for for best actor and our our show goofs on that how you'll have this black character with all this meat on the bones but <laughs> and, and so then when they nominated us and I got best supporting actor we were like y'all totally missed the point they, of the they uh, missed play. it they, they missed it Dean's character has more scenes more lines more time on stage more drama more jokes than my character and yet the the fine folks at New York Theater Festival perhaps it went over their head um but our but our show is glad to, glad to have earned that 84 cent uh trophy so <laughs> nice plastic <Right>. trophy <laughs> and it's it's also it's you know sadly strategic sometimes as well because yeah. like uh you know obviously in the case of green book itself 
his part is equal to the other guy, but they just right. they knew he would win for sure. He would clean up in the supporting category. Exactly. Because exactly. it's Mahershala Ali and he's amazing. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, well, this is a, a great thing to uh, parody uh, on stage, and I, I'm excited to uh, to check it out. And also joining us today is someone who enjoys a good stage play. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All the rumors well, are true. <laughs> yeah, welcome back to the show, Samantha Reddy. Hey, Samantha. Thanks, Doug. Oh, it's great to be back. You know, when I'm not at the theater, I love talking to Doug about the movies. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is not everything like... today. <laughs> I feel like I don't have anything going on now. I was like, what do I have to plug? Nothing. Uh... <laughs> I can do that very uh, robotic pitch again if you need me to go back into uh, doing that for five more minutes. Brett, do your elevator pitch. What's <laughs> what's your play about again? I think, I, yeah. <laughs> If I do it one more time, there won't be any more time in this podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, we got to uh, talk yeah. movies. We got to play some games. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to check in with you, Sam, and see uh, you know what you've been up to. Uh, but uh, sounds like just li- living life. <laughs> no, I've been living life. I'm taking a I'm taking a small breather. I recorded my first special earlier this month, and oh, uh, nice. yeah, so I'm kind of starting from zero, and I've been working on some stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm in like a nice little transitional period now. But I'm I'm excited right. to see what the special looks like when it actually comes out later this year. And what's uh, it? Where is it going to show up? Uh, it'll be with Comedy Dynamics. I'm not sure where it'll be yet. Oh, oh okay. con- congratulations. Congrats. That's Thank awesome, you. Sam. Congrats. Thanks. That's so yeah, cool. I'm, I'm excited. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but we'll see. Oh, they don't make you name it ahead of time? Yeah, they do not. Wow. Do you have titles? Do you have titles like in the mix? Do you have like your, your top five titles narrowed down or no? No, I'm not really that much of a planner. Like what'll probably happen is they'll give me the final cut. I'll watch right. it and whatever line or like phrase stuck out to me the most is probably just what I'll call it. Right, right. Okay. Okay. I like yeah. that. Did yeah. any you know what? Since it's let me let me ask you this, because this was I I, I saw <laughs> a bunch of people were, were doing comedy dynamics. They had like a like a sort of festival where a couple yes. of people shot, right? Yeah, it, yeah. They taped like 16 specials uh like back to back over the course of four days right no that's that's awesome did did every did you attend any other ones and did anyone catch a l i'm a comic (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm legally not allowed to answer that question oh Yeah, we don't want to hear about the specials that went good. Right. No, no, that's, no. That work, that's not how it works. Well, in the middle of mine, I spilled all the water down my shirt, and then I had to go back down to hair and makeup in the middle of the special and have them blow dry me. Oh, and then I hilarious. came back up like seven minutes later like nothing happened. So oh, wow. if, <laughs> if I had been someone who watched my show, that's something I would tell people about. No, but you know, <laughs> that that also could work to your advantage because under... under uh such turmoil you returned and you and you came out with an even better special that's how i would have flipped it you know fingers crossed (laughs) yeah when you came back out people like that's amazing she spilled the water but she's back (laughs) (laughs) i could overcome any adversity exactly 
Yeah, it's like when the movie breaks, you know, uh, or when that used to happen. I don't know if it even happens anymore, but, you know, when the film would break in the movie theater, uh, mm -hmm. when they get it back on again, even if it was a movie you weren't that into, there's something exciting about, hey, it's back, you know? Right. So, like, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, I bet you had a nice little, uh, you know, uptick in the audience energy from that, uh, yeah. from that happening. Yeah, I've maybe you're right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm I've always said I really, Sam. It's really important to me that your special has great continuity. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> the empty water bottle might give it away at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you all to to all three of you for being here today. Um, each episode of this show has a segment before we play the games that I call Recommendation Nation, and that's where. I ask each of my guests to recommend a movie that's within a uh, specific category. And mm -hmm. for today, since now I'm assuming I didn't ask everybody where they were, but I assume all three of you are currently uh, in New York. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yep. what I thought would be fun is uh, I've never asked this before of a panel is to just recommend a New York movie like, you know, your idea of like what you think of when you think of a movie that's about or in New York. We'll start well, with Dean, Brett. Dean, you want to go first since I feel like you're the most New York amongst us. Oh, you know what? That's, that's interesting. I, you know what? So the first movie that popped to mind, Doug, that's a great, that's a great category too. The first movie that popped to mind was uh Goodfellas. Because mm. I think I just I just saw it recently, but then last night I was watching. Uh, I, I think I turned past MSNBC, and since uh, Harry Belafonte just passed, Beach Street also came to mind almost concurrently. Because that Beach, I'm, I'm going to go with Beach Street not only because because of Harry Belafonte that that people don't remember he actually produced, um, but because that movie is is. So that era of what was it, 83, 84, 1980s, New York City, breakdancing, hip hop culture was just really starting to, you know, blow up um, and, and catch the attention of mainstream America. You know, uh, the, oh, the songs are stuck in my head. I don't know why I know the lyrics to <laughs> Cariño, yeah, I should know that song. I'm not I'm not Latino or Latinx, but I was in the BX and that song was was big on the soundtrack. So I'm gonna go with Beat Street. That's that's my New York movie. Uh, that's, that's a great, great answer. Yeah. That that is a great one. You know, it beats the I don't know why, and this is borderline embarrassing that the reason I had Dean go first is I was like, I'm not as Dean, you know, Dean, you're an almanac for movies. You have such a, a well of knowledge about them. The first movie that came to my head when I when I when you said New York movie, for some reason, it was how to lose a guy in 10 days. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, that, I, and then I'm like, I'm pretty sure it takes place in New York. I, I don't I'm pretty sure that's far down the list of iconic New York movies. But I'm pretty sure it did happen in New York, so I, it technically qualifies. That's that's what I'm going with. How to lose a guy is in ten true? days? Was it that was in New York that movie? Well, this is embarrassing. As we were talking, I, I literally googled how to lose a guy in ten day, ten days 
uh, <laughs> takes place in New York. And it did. The, it said film shoot locations, fourth and Christopher. And I was like, yes, I can say this and not embarrass myself on Doug Loves Movies. No, this is just proof that the Internet just tells you exactly what you want to hear. <laughs> uh, avatar I, I that's was, right I yeah it was i'm guessing it was mostly shot in toronto right because uh, that was a big uh substitute for new york back around those days to save money yeah. you know what i was afraid brett i was afraid you were gonna go with Stuart little um <laughs> something just something about you read Stuart little and so when you said something with, with adults i said okay at least at least it's it's a mature uh, uh, uh movie probably because half my closet is the same same as Stuart little's like i think i got i got that little red cardigan in five different shades of red <laughs> all right sam these are uh these are some tough uh tough movies to beat one of them anyway. i know now i can't stop thinking about that genre of like early 2000s rom-com that was like mm. always set in new york and the woman was always a magazine mm -hmm. editor right <laughs> <laughs> right she, I mean, she choose yeah. love or abusive magazine we don't know um i think like for me Probably the most New York movie is Midnight Cowboy. Mm, mm, that's a good one. Because like when you choice. see when you see him enter New York, I feel like that's the New York people talk about. They talk about like old New York and like mm. how insane it was. Right, right. Yeah, how dangerous uh, the Times Square area was. Right. Yeah, uh, allegedly. Uh I don't know. I'm pretty sure people. I'm pretty sure people think of uh, how to lose a guy in ten days more than that one, Sam. So. I see. I'm now. I'm confusing that one with failure to launch because I just keep picturing like ships and stuff. But I'm thinking uh, of along came Polly. <laughs> oh, Duet or duplex the Drew Barrymore one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sleepless in Seattle, of course. Great New York movie. <laughs> It really is. It really is because uh, it's a it's a classic switcheroo that the New York doesn't get billing in the title, but it is the you know <laughs> it is the climax. Sorry to spoil uh, Sleepless in Seattle for anybody out there, but uh, <laughs> spoiler alert: any lonely hearts out there listening right now? Uh, <laughs> sorry to spoil the most romantic movie according uh, to some people. Um, oh wait, that really New York's in that movie, huh? That's they meet eventually the for the first time Meg Ryan and and Tom Hanks and that stupid kid they all meet at the top of the Empire State Building. I didn't know. Thanks, Doug. God, I didn't <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah, oh, no, man. it's really, it's really, it's more. I'd say it's more of a New York movie than How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, which was <laughs> so I'm, so probably I'm shot in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, oh, and you know, spe speaking of how to lose a guy, I actually I remember that movie well because that was the movie that <laughs> got me sick of all of those romantic comedies because, mm. um, because uh, Matthew McConaughey's uh, character went went out of his way to do do good, and she still found reasons to to be mad at him. And as as a man, <laughs> I rem I remember I re I remember watching this movie, and I was like, wait, so even when he's right, he's wrong, and I said. Oh, that's that's exactly how it works. <laughs> Spoken like a true married man, Dean. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, 
Uh, so great job, everybody, with these recommendations. Um, Midnight Cowboy, um, I think I, anybody that spends any time in New York can relate to the part where Dustin Hoffman yells at the guy in the car, you know, I'm walking here, I'm walking here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Every day. What, huh. Oh, I, I think Brett just learned where that line is from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, 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 you're absolutely right. I just learned where that was from. I didn't know. Thought it was from a movie like Taxi or some shit. <laughs> Yes. You mean you mean you mean you mean the movie Taxi Driver because Taxi was a sitcom, right? Yeah. Yes, Dean. Yes. Thank you. Yes, Danny I do. Danny iconic line. <laughs> right. I can't, believe, <laughs> I can't believe Brett knowing what you how much more Dean knows than you about movies that you would come on this competition show <laughs> on purpose. Get, I'm about to get smoked. <laughs> so movies are the ones those are the ones with like moving pictures right like where they yeah. okay yeah, yeah yeah okay just checking make sure yeah, yeah i know yeah. i know i know the concept those are the I things think... that we're spoofing in the play you plug so well and since then it's been going down <laughs> <laughs> well we're gonna start playing those games right after this break we'll be right back Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We are back, and the first game we're going to play today is a little something I came up with, came up with called Worst Best Pick. Mm -hmm. here's how this game works i named three best picture oscar winners and then you tell me which one of those three got the worst score from critics on rotten tomatoes mm, i love it the lowest percentage on rotten tomatoes they all do fairly well the worst rated uh best picture winner ever got like 42 percent on rotten tomatoes so uh you know the scores aren't that terrible the trick is to figure out which movie uh, you know, they liked uh, the best, or I should say uh, the least. Um, so I'll name three movies. Brett goes first. Uh, I'll name three movies. If he guesses wrong, which one has the worst score? Then Dean gets a crack at the uh, remaining two answers. And if Dean misses, then Sam gets a uh, the gimme point. And mm. uh, and the game proceeds from there. Are you ready, Brett? I'm ready. Let's rock. All right. It's for Brett and Brett alone to answer from these three films, which one do you think got the worst Rotten Tomato score? Out of Africa, Forrest Gump, or A Beautiful Mind? A Beautiful Mind. No hesitation there. Why so quick to answer? I could el immediately eliminate a Forrest Gump. I'm like, there's no way that got the lowest, the lowest one. And then out of Africa, honestly, I don't know that movie. And so a beautiful mind. I, I do know that my mom thinks that movie sucks. So <laughs> I was just picturing my mom telling me she saw that in theaters and she said it wasn't good. And I think it has Russell Crowe in it. That's unrelated to me saying it 
probably is the lowest score. But off off Willa Raybould's uh, vote of no confidence many years ago, I know a beautiful mind has to have the lowest score. Come on, come on Willa. Incorrect. That is. Oh, incorrect. come on. Come on, man. <laughs> Willa. Damn it, Mom. <laughs> Damn it. Dean, Dean right. tell him what's tell him what's what, Dean. Which one out of Africa or Forrest Gump, which one got the worst rating from Rotten Tomatoes? You know what? I'm gonna go with out of Africa, if only if for no other reason, right? Than the fact that it beat out uh the color pur- the color purple got nominated for a bunch of awards that year and won nothing. And most people can't even remember what Out of Africa was about, but at, at least in in black households, the color purple is a is a is a classic. So I'm gonna go with Out of Africa. Although I will add <laughs> this, right? I will add this could be a trick question, um, mm. because Forrest Gump was a commercial success and wound up. Uh, I think Hanks won the Oscar. But sometimes, uh, sometimes people are mad, you know, like people are mad, mm-hmm. and so they're gonna go the opposite way. But I'm gonna go with out of Africa. <laughs> I'm glad we got we, I'm glad we uh, didn't get too far away from that uh, initial answer because that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> out of Damn. Africa, lowest rated of those three with 61%. And mm. uh, Forrest Gump got 71%, and A Beautiful Mind of those three was mm. the highest at 74%. Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow. But, but, but see, even still, Forrest Gump, you would think, did better than, like, I would think, from, because it's such a classic, I would think that people gave it a higher score, but I know a lot of people still um, had issues with it. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a weird movie. I, I think yeah. all three of those movies are uh, you know uh, under the current scrutiny, and especially compared to the things that they they beat, uh, mm-hmm. they, they they don't really they're not standing the test of time. Out right. of Africa is one of the most boring Oscar yeah. winners ever. I think I, yeah. out of uh, Color Purple is way better, okay. um, but Color Purple the musical is about to come out. The movie right. musical, right? So. Its story is far from over. All right, uh, Samantha, are you ready for your first uh, crack at this thing? Can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Then I will not make you wait any longer. Uh, This is a tough one. Braveheart, Crash, or Green Book? Which Um... one got the worst score? I'm between Braveheart and Green Book. I feel like when Crash came out, people thought it was pretty brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Green Book because I feel like people immediately were like, huh, about it. No. Oh. Sorry. It okay. was. It was. You're right about it being a big hub, but for some reason. That formula green book really I, I hope it worked for the last time with uh, you know, <laughs> those old white voters really ate it up. They really thought that that guy uh, <laughs> learned to stop being a racist on right. the road trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's an interesting movie because it's actually really technically proficient 
It's just mm-hmm. where the where the frustration from people lied in was how much adulation it got. And I think it showed such a disconnect between, I guess, the Academy and like actual culture or like pop culture, just like how big of a gap there is between what they perceive as high art, which is just a movie about a guy, you know, learning to not be racist. Mm. And how is that like, oh, the highest piece of art, like that really explored the issue so well. Right. Well, it also plays into like, if you go through all the past Oscar winners, you just see a lot of movies that for for that year that it came out, it wasn't the most remembered or the, you know, mm. it would tended to be the one that everyone agreed upon was fine. You know, like it's mm-hmm. that kind of like, uh, <laughs> you know, just the movie that's least objectionable to everybody or or I should say also heartwarming and uplifting tends to be a big uh, a big part of it, you know, mm-hmm. and uh yeah, Vigo Mortensen act act the hell out of that role. I was just thought yeah. it was just it's, it's just a silly. Movie. Do you think so? Because I think Vigo Mortensen's Italian guy is like an <laughs> SNL caricature. <laughs> he's, he's the, I don't know, man. I watch and Vigo Vigo Mortensen is. I know he acted the hell out of it, but he's literally just like gobbledygook. <laughs> and then and then Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm watching and I'm going, is Sebastian really in this? It was like the most – they couldn't have made him more not actually Italian but like a, a wasp's perception of what an Italian guy is. Yeah. I'm pretty no, sure was, the Farrelly brothers aren't Italians. He was always holding a giant sandwich, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. That's like a joke we have in our in our thing. Yeah, which like, yeah that's what's funny. That's funny. Yeah. They actually wrote that in to race the movie to play. Yeah, the fact that he always has his chicken cutlet. That's funny. We our movies, our our play starts as a parody of Green Book and then just offshoots to become a parody of all of those type of movies. But that's yeah. that's where it starts. And Green Book, you know, it is you know, there's a lot of uh, implicitly offensive stuff to black people in that movie. I mean, for fuck's sake, that pianist is one of the most accomplished people in his generation. And he did it while being a black man in like the 60s. And yet they focus the story on just the driver who's learning to not be an asshole. Like, how is that? How do you have a uh, someone who's lived that life? And you're like, yeah, but the guy who learned that casual racism is actually kind of fucked up, too. Well, how is he the focus? But the thing I wanted to say is, so it's implicitly offensive to black people. But I think it's even more offensive to Italians because this fucking guy is so like cartoonishly Italian. It's so cartoonishly Italian. Yeah, I mean he's even like mobbed up, right? There's references to of course the yeah. mafia of course. too, right? Of course, yeah. He's all oh, of the okay. things. He's all of the things. All right. Well, where are we? What's happening? I, I Samantha, think I know that Samantha yeah. missed. It's your turn. Uh, oh, and Brett, you uh, did you guess already? No, I, I I think I'm ready to answer, and I I'm ready to lock it in, dog. If I can okay. lock it in, okay. Crash, crash. Mm-hmm. Your answer is crash. Yes, that's what you're going with. Don't even remember the other one, but I remember Crash being an overrated <laughs> movie. Uh, the other one was Braveheart. Braveheart. Oh, yeah. I I couldn't pick that just out of too much affection for that movie. Okay. The answer really. 
No, you were right. I'm just joking around. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Crab I was like, gifts. oh, okay. At least I had the second one. I didn't. Yeah, Green Book got 77%. Again, because of all that great acting and uh, precision filmmaking. And then uh, uh, Braveheart got 75%. And Crash got uh, 74 which I think is a mix of what you were saying, Sam, of how I think it was well received when it first yeah. came out, but then mixed in with now how people think it's garbage. Uh, I think that brought its rating down to 74 currently. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you, Brett's on the board too. Yes, sir. Do you guys think it, looking at that movie now, do you think it's crap? Uh, crash. I haven't been compelled to like to watch it. Like I've seen like oh, okay. if I see like a sequence, like if I'm flipping around, I'll stop for a minute. So I'll be like, right. oh, yeah, Sandra Bullock and, and Brendan Fraser were in this. Right. And um, and uh, so I'll watch for a few minutes and it's uh, it just feels like, a, you know, especially by today's standards, it just seems very TV drama. It's kind of shocking. Right, it's right, a, right, like, right. picture funny. winner. That's funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Oscars should really do like a, a take back once every five years. <laughs> like, like, uh, you know, like we do a take back like once every five years, they go, here was our biggest mistake in the last five years. Cause clearly this movie is standing the test of time. And that one, no one's talking about or, or feels yeah. the need to watch. So I feel like crash would lose that year. Cause I'm pretty sure it didn't have like, <laughs> Wasn't it going against like heavy hitters? Like, crash even if it wasn't, there's got to be something better. Okay, right. <laughs> so uh, Dean, you're up first on this next one. This Ooh, one's okay. This one's very uh, it, it, enjoyable to me because it's shocking that that these three titles have all won Best Picture, but here we are. Mm -hmm. uh, which one do you think has the worst score between Gladiator, Chariots of Fire, or Ben Hur? Mm. Oh wow. Mm. Well, I see. I sense a theme: Gladiator, Chariots <laughs> of Fire, Ben Hur, and these and these are are scored. Ah, oh, geez. Mm. Yeah, and Chariots of Fire of those three has the least amount of chariots. <laughs> <laughs> False advertising. Right, right. I'm gonna go with. Hmm, I'm gonna go with Chariots of Fire. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Darn it all. Sam, <laughs> between Gladiator or Ben Hur, which one do you think got a worse? Uh, gladiator? You're going Gladiator? Going Gladiator. You did it. Congratulations. Oh, that is correct. Mm. Gladiator got a. Uh, I uh, got a mere eighty percent, whereas Chariots of Fire got eighty three percent, and Ben Hur got an eighty five percent. Yeah, you could so know it's. Mm -hmm. Sorry, no, go ahead. No, I feel like you could guess Ben Hur because that's like considered like a filmic classic, like in like the Library of Congress, right? Isn't that like the first epic movie like that tackled like a that era, and it was so panoramically huge i think it was a pretty big movie yeah i don't know mm -hmm. like uh in terms of uh you know being it being the first of anything in particular because for some reason that's why it's funny to me that there's you know at least two maybe more best picture winning gladiator movies 
It's because mm. Gladiator movie has really been like it's a genre people don't really do much of anymore, but right, it's it stuck mm. around for years and years. It's it's interesting that like such a weird specific thing as being a gladiator would, uh, you know, I guess it just comes down to the, uh, you know, competition, win or lose, you know, good guy, bad guy kind of dynamic of uh, any uh, mm -hmm. gladiator match. But we have quite a matchup going here because we've got a three-way tie. Mm. Everyone got one. So that means we have to settle this thing before we can move on. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's true uh brett you get to go first and uh first person to get this one right is our winner so if you get it right you win this game and i'll tell you what you win oh man between these three these three mm -hmm. movies argo mm -hmm. dude that don't really have much in common other than uh i, I find it interesting that uh <clears throat> that they don't all just have 100 percent on rotten tomatoes uh, Argo, Silence of the Lambs, or Lawrence of Arabia? Which one of those three? Wow. wow. Mm. Those are three mm. great movies. Uh, okay, so I'm cutting. It's. Uh, I'm going to go with Argo has the lowest among those three. Dang. That is incorrect. Dean. Rats. What were the other two choices? Was Silence of the Lambs and what was the third one? Lawrence of Arabia. Hmm. I'll go with uh, poor little Clarice in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> oh! Samantha takes it. <laughs> well, no, she has to say the right answer, Sam. What is Sorry, it? what was the question? Yes! <laughs> DQ'd, DQ'd. <laughs> uh, yeah, they all are in the 90s. You know, it's just uh, one percentage point uh, separating oh, each. Wow. Argo's got 96, Silence of the Lambs got 95. The Lawrence of Arabia, those three is the lowest with 94%. Uh, and Samantha wins that game, but uh, as a previous guest on the show, she doesn't, she knows it doesn't mean much. Uh, we'll uh, tell you what Sam won right after the break. We'll be right back. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We are back. Congratulations, Sam. How are you feeling? Honestly, I've never felt better. <laughs> I needed a win. <laughs> Even if it classic. was by default. Yeah, the classic <laughs> way to win. Just sit there politely waiting your turn. Is a, Things uh, come to those who wait. Great way to win. <laughs> Uh, so that just means uh, that Samantha gets to go first in our big deciding game today. Something that I call weird algorithm. Here's how have you played? You might have played this before, Samantha. I don't think so, but let's okay. see. Okay, awesome. It's even better if you have it, but it's cool if you have. Uh, the algorithm on the uh, Internet Movie Database, IMDb. Uh, is set up in such a way 
that you know they keep track of the popularity of all the celebrities that are on there and when you are looking at the cast list of any project any movie or tv show on imdb you can now hit refine the order of the list of cast members in order of their popularity according to imdb yeah you don't want to do it to your to yourself if you can help it uh it's the new googling yourself i don't recommend it um but what i like to do (laughs) is i like to take uh well-known motion pictures and find out by the standards of today like this very day according to imdb who is most popular so i will name a movie and uh we're gonna start with uh Samantha, and then go to Brett, and then to Dean, and everybody's going to get to go a chance to go first in this game because mm-hmm. uh, we have three rounds. I'll name a movie. Uh, start with Samantha. Samantha will tell me who in that movie. I'll even name a bunch of actors from the movie. I'm not, you know, trying to hide anything. And then Samantha will name who she thinks is number one on uh, the list of uh you know popularity of the cast of that movie if you get number one you get three points if you get number two you get two points number three you get one point and anything beyond that is not worth any points and you can listen to the other people and share answers strategically i want a winner at the end but for the in the meantime if you want to say the same answer as somebody else go for it you ready samantha yeah let's do it okay now, you know, I don't know if you've seen this motion picture, but I'll tell you who's in it. It's a, a rather grim uh, Viking motion picture called The Northman. Oh, yes. All right. The Northman. Man. <laughs> 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 I don't know if I'm saying it right. Uh, okay. Uh, starring Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke is in it, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, Willem Dafoe. It's even got a dash of Bjork. Wow. Who of all those folks do you think would be the most popular today? Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Okay. Just because of the AMC commercials. Right. (laughs) Just just mesmerizing. You can't go to the movies without thinking of Nicole Kidman. Right. That's that's her credit. She represents (laughs) the movies. She is the movies. She is Mr. Movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so uh, Brett, what do you think of that? Do you agree, or do you would you pick somebody else? I mean, I, I you know, I, I'm inclined to agree. It's got to be Nicole. I'm, I'm sorry to Skarsgård and Defoe and Bjork and Anya, <laughs> but it's Nicole Kidman. That she's got to be the most like legendary amongst those five. I'm glad you apologized to everybody on the list because I don't want to lose them as listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want them to unfollow me either, so I just had to do it, you know. Okay, fair enough. What about you, Dean? Do you agree with uh, Brett and Samantha on this? I I lean more towards Willem Dafoe, man. Um, mm. I I think he's been out. I mean, that's Platoon, you know. Um legendary but she's i'm gonna go with defoe just just to be a contrarian okay he's got a new movie out uh 
it was in limited release called Paint. No, mm. that's not it. No, it was called some other one word title though. And but he was uh or maybe it's called Stuck. Anyway, mm. he mm. plays like a burglar who, who gets mm. tries to steal some art and gets uh the security system traps him in the uh mm. traps him in overnight. Sounds oh, to I me like, like he's not that popular though. I mean, from the from you not even knowing what it is, so what what was the last uh, uh Kidman movie you went to see? And don't say Bewitched. Uh, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I saw that. Air, dude, Air. She was great in Air. Oh, she is. Uh, no, I mean she's not an Air, but oh, you know. Okay. <laughs> Just trying I was, to argue. I was buying it. I was because yeah, I bought it. Dude, I, I quite a cast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she can show up there. All right, so uh, is everyone is everyone sticking with their answers? We got uh, two Nicole Kidmans and one Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you'd be happy to know that Nicole did did crack the top three, but she's just at number three. What? So that's one point for Samantha and one point for oh. Brett. Number two. Is Alexander Skarsgård? I don't know what he's, what's been making his uh, star rise currently, but he's I'm on sure secession. He's there you go. Secession. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, number numero uno is Anya Taylor Joy. Mm. Oh she's the voice of that uh, princess in the uh, Mario Super Mario Brothers. Ah. Yeah. Oh, she's Peach. That movie's huge, yeah. yeah Princess yeah. Peach. Oh, so it's like, oh, it's like a who's like hottest at this exact moment. I got you. Yeah, mm-hmm. as of like today. Okay, okay. Because I, yeah. I was doing a week ago. So yeah, fuck, my yeah. bad. Hey, All right. <laughs> well, Brett, you get to go first on this next one, so you can get everybody's minds. Uh, you know, Samantha got everybody so excited about Nicole Kidman. It was great. I know. Um, all right. Heartbreak feels pretty good in a place like this. <laughs> uh, Brett, uh, who do you think from the movie? Are you a fan of uh, those Middle Earth Tolkien uh, motion pictures? Oh, love them. Those are okay. uh, fantastic flicks. All right. Well, we're going to talk about the first of the th- the Hobbit trilogy, The Hobbit uh, Unexpected Journey. The best mm. ones by far. Starring Ian McKellen, Martin Freeman, uh David Armitage, Ian Holm, Elijah Wood, Hugo Weaving, Kate Blanchett, Andy Circus, Lee Pace, Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean it's just chock full Ooh. of famous people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know my answer. Okay, what do you got? I'm going with uh Benny Cumbs, Benedict Cumberbatch. That's my number okay. one. All right. Benny Cumbs. You just Benny like comes. saying Benny comes, I think. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. I, I came on the show. I, it's actually pre-written in my notes to make sure I say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dean, who do you think are those? Uh, all those uh, people. Would Would you give me the list of of actors again? Sure. Is Ian McKellen? Mm-hmm. He's got you know he's got the long beard, and yeah, uh, no. Martin Freeman is uh, the main Bilbo. one. That's Bilbo. Bilbo. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, then there's that guy Thorin. He has a fun beard. He's played by Richard Armitage. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, Ian Holm plays uh, uh, old Bilbo. Right, right. Uh, Elijah Wood as... Uh, Frodo. His guy. Yeah. Uh, Hugo Weaving's got the long white hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate Blanchett's got the long white hair. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Lee's got the long white hair. Um, Andy Serkis, um, is mm. as Gollum and, right. uh, Lee Pace must play some gigantic character and, uh, Benny comes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to now, now that I understand the game more and who's the most popular right now, Circus Andy Circus was in the, uh, was in Black Panther. Um, but uh martin what's his name uh uh that martin freeman was too yeah freeman freeman has more marvel cred because because he plays the agent and he's in more more of the movies but kate blanchett was in tar and that's most current but benny comes i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with cumberbatch i'm gonna go with cumberbatch as well because because of dr strange the marvels yeah that's where my head was at too yeah all I'll right, Sam. What do you think about this, Sam? I think that the Marvel point is a good one. I do think that Tar is probably more recent mm-hmm. than Doctor Strange. So I'm going to go with uh, none other than Carol herself, Kate Blanchett. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Carol. That's such a weird name for a movie. It's a good movie, but, you know. Just some ladies, you know, like, it's like, hey, you're going to the movies? Yeah, I'm going to go see Denise. That's <laughs> <laughs> not like the date. That's your date. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, oh, that's funny. All right. So we got two Benny Comes and one Kate B. And uh, everybody's locked in. Locked in. All right. Yep. Here comes the, here comes the bad news. Uh. Kate Blanchett made the cut at number three. Mm. That's worth one point to Samantha. But then number two is uh, Andy Serkis, who, as far as I can tell, he's, I guess he's got a juicy part in this new Luther series with Idris Elba. Uh, Oh, damn. You're right. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. So he's big on Netflix right now. And then, also big on Netflix. Number one is that guy Richard Armitage, what? who plays Thorin. He's in uh, this thing on Netflix called Obsession. What? Mm, come yeah, on. I'm not. I'm not familiar. Yeah, come on. Exactly. No, that was this... a real. That was a tricky one. That was um, a tricky one. <laughs> and it's about to get even trickier for our third and final <laughs> round. Uh, Dean gets to start off this time. And the motion picture. The movie is Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown. Ooh, that's a good one. Based on Elmore Leonard's Rum Punch. Yeah. And starring Pam Greer, Sam Jackson, Robert Forster, Bridget Fonda, Michael Keaton, Robert De Niro, Chris Tucker. Ooh. Oh, who do you like out of that? Oh, because Chris Tucker is in air, right? 
He's but, like, gr- yeah. You said two. What was the name? Not before his, but right before the two before Chris Tucker, Michael Keaton. Keaton has he's 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 been in those new Batman trailers, man. Yeah, he's in <clears> the <throat> Flash, I guess. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it oh, oh, is a good one. <laughs> I'm, I'm torn between Chris Tucker and I'm Batman. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go. I'll say because air is in theaters now, and ah, but Keaton is so dope, man, and people are excited about Keaton being, you know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna do what they did for me uh, when they when they nominated me for best supporting when they oh when they, <laughs> when they put the white guy over the black guy. I'm gonna go with Keaton. I'm gonna go with Keaton over Tucker. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Al Sharpton. <laughs> Samantha. Well, uh. You know what? I'm going to go with De Niro. Mm. Going with classic, vintage. I Well, yes, <laughs> but he also... Well, you know what? I don't need to give Brett my reasoning because he hasn't picked yet, so... Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Sam's getting... <laughs> All right. Wow, yeah. Like body blow, yeah. body blow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what's your theory, Brett? Who do you think it I'm, is? I mean, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm going to say Al Sharpton, I got your back, my friend, and I'm going to go with Chris Tucker. Uh, I think because I just saw him last night. I went and saw Air with my buddy. And uh, so he's just fresh in my head. Saw Chris Tucker act about 20 hours ago. He did a great mm. job going with Tucker. And and I just want to say, Sam, you're going down. That disrespect will never be forgiven. Brett, I just want to say understood. okay beef squashed (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh dean are you still good with uh your choice there (laughs) you know what i'll i'll stay i part of me wants to switch to chris tucker but i'll stay with keaton all right you're gonna stick with keaton and samantha's got de niro yep and who do you have brett I got Chris Tucker. He had a great sex scene with Nicole Kidman in Air. It was really, really compelling. <laughs> Who does she play the part of Air? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. She was actually the sneaker. <laughs> um, okay, so um, third place of all of those great actors that are in Jackie Brown that did go to Mr. Robert De Niro. Oh, so that's worth that's worth one more point to Samantha, who now has a total of three points. Coming in at number two, this is a curveball. Nobody could have seen this coming, but if you did, you would have scored two points. Uh, Quentin Tarantino himself. Wow! Oh, oh, uh, interesting. Has a, he's a voice on a uh, like on a uh, you know a home. Uh, <laughs> you know, a message machine that we use those things we used to have. Um uh answering machine. He's a he's a voice on, on an answering machine, I guess. Oh, wow. Uh yeah, I, I like that movie a lot, but I don't, I don't remember uh, hearing his voice. Um number one, 
and for very lame reasons, is the great Bridget Fonda. Oh, what in the? Because the world, the world is mad that Bridget Fonda. You know, she's retired. She doesn't act anymore. And but the world saw pictures of her, and they got all upset that she's like an older, overweight lady now. Really? Yeah. It's total bummer. Yeah, it's really wild. And, you know, like TMZ caught up to her somewhere and they're like, you're going to act again? She's like, no, I'm good. And that was you know, <laughs> good for her. <laughs> yeah. She's married to Danny Elfman. So they have all oh. the money. Yeah. Right. yeah they're the fine. Money. Right. Yeah. And she was raised kids and she's not, uh, you know, an actress in movies. So why does anybody need to be concerned about her appearance? So oh. I, oh, I brought it up you here know today just to put a squash on it. <laughs> I I'm looking at the picture and it is it 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 does catch you off guard. Wow. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm drastically different. Yeah. But uh congratulations, Samantha. You won our game today. Thank you. Thank you. You Doug. pulled it off. You well get to done. do your you get to do your plugs first, even though you're just uh out there living it up and uh have no nothing to plug. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I'll have a special drop in later this year and yeah. I've been doing a yeah, yeah, and I've been doing a little radio show on uh AMP. There's the new uh Amazon app. Uh every Monday night at six PM I've been doing a show called What Are They Up To? where I play music from a band that was like in the public pop culture lexicon around the nineties, two thousands, and then uh I basically tell people what they're doing, play some of their music. Nice. And can Terrific. I just say there are there are no small radio shows, Samantha. <laughs> Only little DJs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the fun thing about radios. If you you know if you don't read the numbers, you know you can just your imagination decides how big the audience is. Oh no! It tells me exactly how many people are listening, and if everyone <laughs> leaves, it no longer gives me the license to the music. <laughs> oh, not Larry. Oh no! Okay, that's well, terrible. <laughs> hang in there, kid. Um, it's the living. Dean Edwards, thanks so much for doing the show, man. Um, of course, man. Thank you. Thanks what for would you me. like to say before before Brett starts talking? What would you uh, like to add uh, uh, in uh, terms of? Your own personal promotion. Uh, personal promotion. Uh, make sure y'all go. He's going to say it, but I'm going to say it too because I'm a producer as well as a co-star. Check out Race the Movie, the play, um, playing all month, uh, the month of May um, at Soho Playhouse. If you're in the New York City tri-state area, it's an amazing show. Super funny. Um, a talented cast and some brilliant writers. And, and it's a great show because it's it's been a collaborative effort where you've had some amazingly funny, talented uh, creators behind the scenes and everyone has made this. The show that we did last year during the New York Theater Festival has only gotten better in the last year and it's gotten a lot tighter. So make sure y'all check us out there. And I'm also going to plug, I'm at Yonkers Comedy uh, Club May 11th through 13th. You can check out my website, deanedwards.net, um, to, to get your tickets. Yonkers Comedy Festival, Yonkers Comedy Club, and then race the movie to play at Soho Playhouse. And thanks again, Doug. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, man. Brett? Yeah, just doubling down on that plug. I mean, I came out of the <laughs> gate hot with the plug. Maybe I jumped the gun on plugs, so I apologize. 
if you need to just copy and paste me opening the show with that 90 second plug and just put it here totally get that uh no but we're really proud of this show there's so many amazing comics in race the movie the play uh i can't wait for everyone to see it so just go to race the movie the play.com to get tickets and get them fast if this sounds interesting get them now because we're starting to sell out and we're only going to sell out more the more the show goes so don't hesitate and if you need a promo code that's juicy and delicious dm me on instagram at brett rabled brett with one t and uh yeah thank you so much for the support and for having me on the show doug thank you brett uh here's my plug this friday may 5th i'm doing a happy hour stand-up show at zany's in rosemont illinois and then the next day i'm doing douglas movies at 420 in the uh, same venue mother's day i'm doing my annual douglas movies at the denver comedy works at 420 and I'm doing stand-up at Magoobies in Timonium, Maryland on Tuesday, May 16th. Other dates also coming up all at douglasmovies.com. Thank you once again to my guests, Brett Rabel, Dean Edwards, and Samantha Ruddy. Samantha will have you back as a champion as, as, as soon as possible. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to go take a shit. long nap until it's time for Doug Loves Movies again. <laughs> this is bullshit. This is bullshit. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. As always, he ran them off their feet. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of Gold is viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in